Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Sunday night after a dreadful, disgusting right. game in New Orleans. Well, no De'Aaron Fox in this game, and man, could the Kings use De'Aaron Fox. But the Pelicans were shorthanded too. No, Brandon Ingram, he sat out. Jonas Valanciunas, he sat out. And of course, Zion is still out. It didn't matter. On the nope. second night of a back-to-back for the Pelicans, they destroy the Kings at home, 136-104. to 104. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Hi, Mo. Hi, Deuce. How are you? I'm, go- I'm ready to vibe. I'm ready to chill. Um, I think losses like this, Sometimes you look at this loss, a loss like this, and you're like, oh, there's nothing. This was dumb. Throw away. No, there's still a few things to break down from this one even. Um, and and yes, there's actually something good to even talk Ooh, about too. But, okay, um, okay. But mostly the bad. And I want to start with this bad. And this is a tweet <sighs> from Sean Cunningham. And he said, with tonight's loss in New Orleans, the Kings have now dropped eight of the 10 instances this season where they faced a team that's playing on the second night of a back-to-back. It's just not their jam. Their rest advantage. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. like you you usually take care of it. And uh, by far, they have the worst record in the bad. league when it comes to rest advantage. I believe it's 4-13 and 13 overall now. Oh, so yeah. you're just left scratching your head. And then tonight, you look at this game and look... I get it. Everyone's, it's the NBA, right? Like, these teams are talented. The Pelicans have a deep team. They just snapped a 10-game losing skid yesterday, though, in a win over the Lakers. They're feeling good, but then they lose a couple of starters. Yeah. I And, and you, you, you go, what just happened? Like, it's one thing to lose. It's how the Kings lost. This was by far it. their worst game of the season, in my mind, just from defensive breakdowns to poor execution offensively just terrible passing it was dreadful tonight it was um i think that's the best way to put it and i heard the guys at the half on the on uh nbc sports california talking about just everyone's 
uh, Kyle Draper was talking about everyone's plus minus. In like at the half, Keegan was minus 21. Someone else was minus 20 something. Everyone was just minus on the floor, right? No one could do anything right. No one could get anything going. Obviously, Davion Mitchell started this game. I love. Hey, I loved I lo how he came out. Same. I thought he came out so aggressive. He was attacking right away. He was trying to get to the basket, not only to look to pass out to the person open in the corner, he was looking to score and be trying to become that aggressive threat was a great way to start the game. And then when Delhi came in, I wasn't too worried. You know, like it's he's a vet. You 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 have someone who can just manage the ball, right? That's why when he comes in, I'm I'm okay with it. But for some reason, the Kings, it seemed like could not play a lick of defense. And this Pelican squad was getting in the paint without two of their main big guys even on the floor. Looking at the box score tonight. I know. Willie Ernan Gomez had 22 points and 16 rebounds against the Kings. He did it off the bench in 28 minutes. I think the most frustrating aspect about the last couple of games, but specifically tonight... Obviously, things are going to change when De'Aaron Fox is not out there. And De'Aaron's ability to put pressure on the defense, how elite his, he's been this year in the mid-range. Sure. And we've also talked about his growth defensively, putting pressure at the ball on the ball at the point of attack. He's done a much better job this season at doing that. And I understand with him out, it's going to change a little bit. But I need guys to help Sabonis. Like, Kevin Herter was... Really, really bad tonight. Yep. Didn't and score until the fourth. It was, and, and to Mike Brown's credit, like he kept those guys in there in the fourth. He put them back in in the fourth quarter, him mm -hmm. and Keegan, because it's like, we got to get these guys going somehow. Yes. And they are just not knocking down anything. Like starting with Kevin Herter, I just think the most disappointing aspect for him tonight just didn't seem like he's locked in. It's just, he was getting toasted defensively. He was getting worked defensively. And like, Look, there are going to be certain matchups that aren't great for him. Sure. But again, what can you control? Right? And we've seen... Playing with a little physicality out there. We've seen him do that. In. We've seen him do that. And that's what's frustrating about it, Deuce. We've seen him... We The beginning of this season, even. Um, I know it was exciting what he was doing from beyond the arc on the offensive end to start this season. But truly, how many times did we talk about Kevin Herter on the defensive end and, um, oh, don't sleep on Kevin Herter's defense, the deflections, being locked in, being able to stay in front of a guy, his size actually just being, making an impact. And it hasn't lately, and I don't know exactly why that is, but I think what you just said, just being locked in. And what else can help you become a little bit more locked in? Staying physical. Control what you can control. So many defensive breakdowns. Right. The Pelicans finished this game with 66 points in the paint against Sacramento. They also out-rebounded the Kings by 10, 48-38. Uh, you know, because I, and I get in discussions with people, other Kings fans on our Discord during the game. People are like, oh man, Sabonis has to do more. Sabonis has to do this. And... You look at Sabonis' final numbers, he had 12 points, he had 11 rebounds, he did it on 5 of 10 shooting in 27 minutes. But I'm going, the guy is getting doubled. Without Fox there, there's so much more attention on him. Sure. He already gets so much attention as it is. It is crucial for other guys to be able to step up. And if the Kings could just knock down some shots, especially from the starting group, from Keegan to Kevin Herter, it would change everything. But tonight, you look at Kevin Herter, 
He gives you a three of eight shooting, two of seven from three. Keegan, one of seven, 0 for six from three. On this road trip, Kevin Herter is shooting six of 29 from three. Uh, he's a guy that's shot it pretty well from three this year, uh-huh. 40%. This is the worst time to go through a funk with Fox out. Meanwhile, Keegan Murray, who had... The a, best January of his life. Exceptional, right? Hit the three-point shooting was like 51%. He was near the top of the NBA and made threes. Uh, in his last three games, he has seven total points, two of 21 shooting, and one of 14 from three-point land. So when two of your starters, two guys that you've been able to count on, at least recently, to knock down from the outside aren't knocking down from the outside, it's changing things. And it just shows you the importance of De'Aaron Fox so much, right? Like, maybe the Kings aren't able to do the same dribble handoffs as they're used to doing without Fox in the lineup. You know, Sabonis is so good with the dribble handoff to get looks for Keegan and Kevin Herter. Some of those same looks have disappeared throughout this last couple games. And I understand that completely. I just felt, I feel like Mike Brown, for the most part, has done a great job with... With making sure there's not a drop-off when they go to the bench or the second unit. And what you've seen at times, and now especially these last couple without De'Aaron Fox, just in a complete identity shift without this leader and this manager out there. And I, you would think, you would think they would be able to find ways with at least a bonus out there to still make it manageable and still be able to have certain threats from the outside and have um, guys understanding the motion offense, how to be disciplined and run it correctly. I get De'Aaron Fox is elite coming off of dribble handoffs or pushing the ball up the floor, you know, what you see from him in the fourth quarter. We all can understand that, but the drop-off can't be this bad no no because you already know you're going to get a drop off offensively with Davion out there sure and Davion although more aggressive tonight just can't knock down his shot you know he took some threes tonight he was one of six and so when Davion's not again you're not going to make up for Fox's 25 points easily right it can't just be from one guy it's got to be multiple guys stepping up you know Keegan has to be more aggressive I think too for Keegan I felt like there were times, even late in the game, it's like, dude, you were in there in the fourth quarter for a reason. It's because Mike Brown wants to get you going. To get yours. So to get yours. Don't pass up an open three to dish uh-uh. it to Davion Mitchell in the corner for three. Like, go get yours and, and try to do a little more putting the ball on the floor. I felt like he put the ball on the floor that one time tonight go, early. Wait, baseline? Uh, oh, th- no, I had one other one time. in the first half where it okay. went behind the back, turned the ball over. And okay. Like, okay, like... You got to tighten that up, but I want to see more of that from him. One other time, he did it from the corner. He went baseline. Yeah. He was too far under the basket and had to pass out when really, instead of leaving his feet, if he had taken a jump stop or just kept the ball going and took a power dribble and angled himself at the basket. Oh, when like he was down, at the rim and he dished to the corner? Yes. yes I was, remember that Remember, play. he's yeah, too yeah, far yeah. under, yeah. but like in that moment, there was no one coming over to help. That's when you got to look to either spin or take that power dribble, get big and get yours. I, he, he's, yeah. he has the ability to do that. It just, his mindset needs to shift. Yeah, and just to be clear, when we're talking about this, I'm not sitting here hitting a panic button when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. You're playing without De'Aaron Fox. In my opinion, he's going to be named an all-star really soon. Yeah. 
especially with Steph Curry missing the next few weeks, who knows if Zion's going to play, you would think that Silver would put him in the All-Star game. You'd think. But, like, the Kings really haven't had losses like this this season. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about their biggest losses of the season. The biggest losses this season, uh, 18 to Toronto. Okay. That wasn't too long ago, just at home. 18 in Boston. And then they lost by 20 to Philly. This was the first real, just absolute, like, dog shit yep. performance that they've had. And it is triggering because I we, we've we done night chats following games like this a lot in previous years. We have not seen it a lot this year. And as you get closer to the trade deadline, I do get the sense there's some, you know, anxiousness with the fan base when you go, oh, it's getting tight here. There's 30-some yeah. games to go. How are you going to respond? Well, I think it's... a I think there's so many things that you can factor in too. I think um, there's so many people who were in, I'm not dogging on anyone. So many people who were very confident in this road trip going, hey, they're going to come back five and two. No one predicted De'Aaron Fox was going to be out because of personal reasons. But Deuce, this is a game against the Pelicans when they have all their guys out too, that it should be like, okay, this is your chance. Oh yeah. These are the games that, if you don't get the spot you want, yeah, whether it's making the playoffs or let's say worst case scenario, you're, you're talking about, man, the Kings are in the play and what happened? You're going to remember like some of those weird home losses yep. to Charlotte, to LA at one point, Atlanta. And then you're going to remember a game like tonight where you're like, dude, like you had the a huge advantage tonight. Like huge. Brandon Ingram is a tough cover. Yep. He's a really challenging cover. You don't really have the guys to defend that. It, it, it's like they didn't miss. I mean, I thought the other thing with Keegan and I'm not, again, I think when I'm talking about Keegan, I want to make it clear. The guy's a rookie. Okay. We're asking for a lot, but I'm being critical. Like these are things he has to get better at, especially if he's going to play a significant role. The shooting I'm less concerned with. I thought tonight the confidence looked a little off to me. And I thought defensively, there were too many mistakes. Like everyone in the league knows Trey Murphy is a good three point shooter. Oh. So you got to get Trey Murphy off the line. You cannot be playing off of him. He catches the ball and he's in a shooting motion. Keegan definitely puts his hand up. But at that point you're talking about an NBA player. That's like him warming up before a game and an assistant coach is closing out with just a hand up. Like he is in his rhythm. He's going to knock down that shot. Trey Murphy had a great night against the Lakers last night. He was even better tonight. He had 30 points, six of eight from three. Mm. Make him put the ball on the floor. I cannot Wait. have him just catching and shooting three with just a little Question. hand in the face. Didn't he put the ball on the floor and cross? Was that, was okay, that Murphy? Well, uh, that yes, cross no. Keegan over so hard. On the, yeah, he got back, him bad on that. Yeah. Threw down the dunk. That was now, nasty. Now, on that play, he did. No help. Where's the help? Where's the help? Where's the help? Like, I can, totally. I, I can live with Keegan Murray because he, he was actually crossed. playing decent defense yeah. for a second. Murphy got him. Mm. That shit's gonna happen, dude. And you watch was... the film, clean up. You get you learn guys' tendencies. Yep. He crossed Keegan up, and then dunked on him. Where was no one? There was no one there in help. No one's even like, I got help. I got help, yeah. and they're like running over. It was like someone's head was turned, not ready to go. Way too many things like that happening tonight on the defensive end. McCollum kicks it out. Murphy for three. Ring it up. They're down twenty-three. We're talking about a team that's determined to break a 16-year playoff drought. Boy, the way they're playing tonight, 
They can't beat anybody. Damn, G-Man! That was Gary Gerald after a Trey Murphy three, and it got even worse. Keegan Murray, who's had a horrific last couple of games, just turned the ball over, threw a pass right into the hands of McCollum's. Transition three, score it. It's a 26-point separation. Timeout, Sacramento. I am stunned. 82-56. I think G-Man was a lot of us tonight, just like stunned at the ease at which it happened for them. Trey Murphy, not only 6 of 8 from 3, but he was 9 of 11 overall in this game. Najee Marshall came in, attacked, played with aggressiveness. He played with force. I thought he got it. I think he had nine points in the first few minutes of the game, finishes (sighs) with 17. C.J. McCollum, 24 points. He was also 9 for 11 shooting, Morgan. The Pelicans end up shooting 56% in this game. They are 14 of 26 from three. On the other side, the Kings shot just 42%, 11 for 42 from downtown. Just like we already know, these games happen in the NBA. We We could start the whole podcast with that statement right there. These games happen in the NBA. You look around the NBA tonight and you see that uh, Denver fell to yeah. Minnesota, That's one twenty-eight to ninety-eight. Yes, and but my whole my whole point to even that score, right? If you go down and you look at who's playing and who's not playing and everything, my whole point though, you go to this game with the Sacramento Kings and New Orleans Pelicans, and you're just like, you want them to capitalize on, it's the second night of a back-to-back. You want them to capitalize on not having their main pieces out there. And instead, the Pelicans capitalize on the Kings not having De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, Minnesota tonight had their guys back in the lineup. The Nuggets had nobody, right? Like DeAndre Jordan started at center for them tonight. You know, uh, Christian Brown, the rookie, started for them tonight. Bruce Brown started tonight. Cancar started Porter. They were without Murray. They were without Jokic. And then yep. Minnesota did what you're supposed to do in that situation. Take advantage. You take care of business. They won by 30. And that's not to say that the Kings need to win by 30 tonight. They are missing a key piece in De'Aaron Fox. But it's you got to be more locked in. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is like this time of the year. We are yes. in an important time, right? I know the Pelicans are in the 10th spot. They're not that far away from you, though. And and that's where it gets tough. This was the first time you got to face them this year. You know, you, you play them twice more this season. But these matchups are in, meaningful. And next time you play them, Zion could be back. You yep. know, Ingram could be back. I was going to say. And whatever they do at the deadline. And I think that win might have put them over 500. At, yeah. So yeah. Um, it put the Pelicans over 500 right now as of. Right now, as we do this podcast, they're in that ninth spot. And like we keep saying, we knew that the second half of the season, teams, they get healthy. Or teams, they find their rhythm. They find their groove. They they make a push. They make trades. They make moves. Things change. And for the Kings, they've had such a great year with so much consistent shooting. So much um, health, knock on wood. So many things going in the right direction for them, they can't let up now as teams make their adjustments to just make their teams even better. Yeah, it, we mentioned the rough nights from Herter, who had a really challenging night, challenging road trip, really shooting, and Keegan Harrison Barnes, seven points, one of three. That's rough. Five of six from the free throw line. So just not a good night. The bench 
had moments tonight where, oh, they're able to score. But even that in the second half looked completely different yeah. to me. It just looked really, really terrible. TD came in pretty quick and was like, hey, okay, I'm going to get things going for everyone while no one else can. But and then it stopped. It was it was also some of his defensive mistakes. And I, I think what I like about Davis and what he brings, he can come in, he'll attack, he can knock down a three. And he, he'll get in the guys defensively, but it's those little defensive mistakes that happen where... You know, he closes out bad on the guy, and he angles the wrong way, allowing a straight-line drive. Yes. And those are the mistakes that, like, Huge. For, for your team, to, you, they just can't happen, right? And I think that frustrates Mike Brown a lot watching him. You know, Delhi got cooked many times tonight. Um, You, you saw Chemezi Metu. I know at one point there was a sideline out-of-bounds play, and he got cooked, but he recovered with a block. Uh, he had two blocks in this game, and there was times where – he wasn't doing the right thing, but then he had a nice recovery. And that's what you want to see if bad things are going to happen. But too many bad things were happening. Too many people were not recovering. Too many miscommunications. Um, yeah, it just it didn't seem like a lot was going to happen unless the Kings were doing something in transition. Because when they had a big dunk from Monk or, uh, you know, whoever was pushing the ball up, that's when things were going well. It just wasn't enough of that. Only 10 fast break points. Today. Yeah, Monk kind of sparked him for a stretch. For a stretch. Ooh, okay, this bench. Yeah, I, I think I noted it down. In the first half, the starters were outscored. Let me just double check yeah. this. I believe 48 to 13 in the first half. God. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Um, you know, Monk had 16 points off the bench for Sacramento. Lyles had 12. And then in a little bit, we're going to be talking about Keon Ellis because he showed some good things. That's the good. But we have not heard from Mike Brown yet. We have not. The TV broadcast did not take it today. It's because he, he comes late. out so he late. He came out late. I I'm curious what Mike Brown had to say after this Kings loss. Uh, Willie Green, his staff, and all the players, a lot of credit because they uh, put it to us, to myself, and the rest of our, our players, they put it to us tonight. Hell of a job by them. Um, you know, one of the things that's plaguing us is our turnovers. We keep playing off of one foot or jumping in the air trying to make a pass, and teams are too good defensively. Um, that is something that we're going to have to correct before playoff time because if we're jumping in the air trying to make a play thinking we're going to play teams that are really good in the first second however many rounds we go as fool's gold so the first thing offensively that we have to do again is take care of the basketball we're not doing a good job of it and a lot of it one more time is because we're playing off of two feet well, we're trying to dribble through too much traffic instead of just making the simple pass, hitting a single. We tell it to our guys all the time, hit a single, hit a single, hit a single. We don't need anybody to be great. And, uh, you know, we had nine turnovers in the first half for 15 points. Um, and the number could have been higher, you know, if we probably would have played the, the, a regular way in the second half. But nine turnovers in a half, it's hard to survive on the road. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, defensively, we can't contain the dribble. Right now, we're getting beat off the dribble. We gave up 40 points in the first half uh, because guys were getting biased, getting to the rim and finishing in the paint. They didn't have a post-up player on their team. Every single point came from transition or just beating us off the dribble. And somehow, some way, we got to figure out how we're going to be able to contain the dribble. We got to do a better job of containing the dribble because we're not going to survive again 
giving up 40 points in the paint and, and, and all of it being somebody off the dribble as opposed to having a old-school Tim Duncan throwing in type player. Uh, that is my biggest concern right now defensively is who can I put on the floor that can contain the dribble. Shots aren't going to always fall. I'm okay with that. But if your shot's not falling, what else are you bringing to the table? Are you rebounding? Are you defending? Are you doing something to help us win a basketball game? And right now, that's not happening. We've got guys missing shots, but we're not getting help in any other areas from guys that are missing shots, and that's something that has to change. Uh, the last thing is, not that anybody wants to go through this, but I think this is good for our guys because we've had a pretty good year so far and we've experienced a lot of highs. Now we hit a little adversity. We hit a little adversity because we can't make shots and we're getting good looks. We're getting open looks. We just can't make them right now. <clears throat> we're turning the ball over. We're not getting stops. And, you know, we've dropped two in a row. Okay. We've hit some adversity. I'm interested to see how we respond from this adversity, not just short-term, but long-term as a team, but more importantly as individuals. Because when you hit adversity as an individual, your true colors come out. Yeah. And right now, I don't know if we're all in like we talked about at the beginning of the year and how we've been because things are flowing and we're winning and we're in third place or whatever. So right now, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to watch, and I'm going to see how we all handle this adversity. I think it's a great thing for it. It's tough to go through, but it's a great thing for this team to experience right now because at the end of the day, if we do expect to make the playoffs, if we do expect to, to advance in the playoffs, we're going to have to deal with adversity. We're going to have to handle it individually and as a group. And right now, I don't think we're doing a great job with it. Mm. <laughs> Well, two things. We can't contain the dribble. We're getting beat off the dribble. Uh, one of our staples is no middle drives. We're giving up a lot of middle drives. Uh, if we're not getting, get, if we're not giving up middle drives, we're getting blown by for layups. So uh, it, it, we're constantly, constantly coming to help because we can't keep the ball in front of us, um, and, and that, that that hurts your defense. That happened to us the last two games uh, against Indiana. Our communication wasn't great defensively, and so we had too many errors uh, involving our lack of communication tonight. I thought our communication was okay. We just couldn't contain the dribble. So teams haven't had to go out there, especially through their losing streak on the perimeter. And then all of a sudden, last night, the second half, they started making some. And tonight, of course, they shot really well from the perimeter. Is that, is, is that tough when you guys are, are watching film of their recent action, seeing them not really be a threat from deep, and all of a sudden they are? Yeah, you know what, it's not necessarily a threat from deep that I'm concerned about. It's the ability to keep the, the basketball in front of us. You know what I'm saying? So when they drive, which they did a lot tonight, when they drive bias to the middle of the floor or drive baseline, 
you know, we're not that long, we're not that big, we're not that big at the rim. So we have to come over early to help. When you come over to help, everybody has to sink. And so now if they do spray the ball the right way, they're going to get some looks from, from the three-point line. You know, you look at a guy like Murphy, he's 6'9", or whatever he is. You know, almost everybody that I play is closing out is 6'7", or shorter. So a great shooter is not going to be impeded by somebody that's smaller than him closing out to him all the time. So what does that mean? That means we got to do a better job of stopping the, the dribble penetration, you, you know what I'm saying, or cutting it off so we don't have to bring all these bodies over to help sink and fill to protect from dunks and layups. So again, it's more so us doing a better job on the ball so that that ball handler doesn't get the dominoes to fall so guys are getting great looks. They had great looks tonight, you know, and it was because we couldn't contain the dribble and or it was in transition and we weren't doing a good job of finding most dangerous and playing with our defensive rules. So there is Mike Brown after this Kings loss to the Pelicans. Uh, real honest, Mike Brown, not happy w- with this team, talking about, hey, we couldn't guard anybody. And then even talking about, hey, we have this mantra of being all in. I'm not sure everyone is all in right now. I know the the um, audio listeners won't be able to notice this, but I mm. noticed Mike Brown's um, that he was different just in the way that he was talking in the beginning. You can tell it's a lot more sharp. Like he was just giving the way that he, each word he was like saying it was with, um, it was very assertive Okay, and you don't see Mike Brown that ticked off after many losses. You know, I think he has a pretty good perspective for the most part about what, hey, you know, that was annoying or, hey, it happens or we have a lot of film that we're going to break down and that's how we're going to fix this. This one was the closest thing to, holy shit, was there a lack of effort tonight? A lack of effort in the way that you are putting on that ball pressure because that ball pressure isn't just having this amazing skill set defensively to be able to move laterally um, at an elite level. It's having the will to make sure that you're keeping the person in front of you, that you're not just depending on Sabonis or whoever the hell else is back there to come over and help you out, you know, because that's exactly what he was saying. It breaks down the entire defense, which allows much easier looks, even if it's from the outside, not having a contested shot. Yeah. And you know, something he said jumped out to me too, because I made a note of this. He was talking about the Kings' length and why they have to help early and, you know, recovering and all that. They're not as long as other teams. And I was looking, I, I noted this down. You could see, I'm like, God, they got Trey Murphy's long, Marshall, mm-hmm. Nance, Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes. They've got a ton of length out there. Sure. And the Kings forcing some passes that I'm like, you got to. You gotta be mindful of this stuff. You have to. And the last few games, I feel like the Kings opponents are doing a good job at reading some of the passes by the Kings. Kings love trying to get to that corner three. You saw it with Indiana. They read that a lot perfectly. Halliburton made some nice plays. And tonight, the Pelicans did a great job forcing some for, forcing some situations for Sacramento that they were just uncomfortable with. Like the Kings try to get to the corner and, and the Pelicans were there. Well, and that's what else Mike Brown was talking about. He said, stop trying to, to be great. Just make the pass. What does he call that? He, uh, they called it first 
first ball, first pass or whatever. I forget what the, what the terminology go for the single, go for the single, hit the single, hit the single. And that's just making the first correct pass. Like that one simple pass, simplify the game. That one simple pass will make the world of a difference on that end of the floor. Instead of trying to race to the basket, leave your feet and pass it somewhere else. Mike Brown also talked about that. Like you, you can't be doing that, especially in postseason basketball. That's funny. It's laughable. It's not going to work. Well, one guy that I think, and you know, you, you want to be careful when you say these things because you have to realize he came in. It was like a 25, 30 point game, but you can mention it though. The rookie Keon Ellis tonight. Good for him. Look, we've seen Keon in Stockton. And the one thing, you know, he's going to do, he's going to go out there and play the passing lane. Yep. He's going to play good defense. Great instincts on the defensive end. Outstanding instincts. And he came in tonight and filled up the stat sheet. It's not like he played a ton of minutes, but he ends up getting 16 and a half minutes. He had 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block on three of five shooting. He knocked down two of three from downtown. Uh, in the G League regular season, he's shooting 44% from three on about four and a half attempts per game from downtown. I know he's on a two-way contract, and I'm not trying to proclaim like, oh, this is the missing piece. But if I'm Mike Brown and some of the things that I'm lacking right now is keeping my man in front of me. Mm-hmm. Keon Ellis can do that. Now, not all matchups. There's some guys that are just going to be bigger than him. There are going to be some tough matchups. He's a rookie. I get all that. But tonight, he came in and he defended. He came in and he was getting deflections, a couple of steals. He was making things happen out there. He was getting in the paint. I, I think uh, you could make the case on the second I have a back-to-back after how he played tonight. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you i i'd give him some run tomorrow night well if that's what Mike Brown is saying. I don't care what you're giving me on the offensive end. I care, are you putting pressure on the ball? Are you stopping the ball? Like, that. that's where our game is going to change um, on both ends of the floor, from people putting that pressure on the ball. And Keon Ellis is someone that's perfect for that position. That is why he was even in that position tonight to get any minutes. I mean, besides the Kings totally blowing it and looking like shit. But that's why he was put out there. And then it was great to see him still show that he can contribute and try and be aggressive on the offensive end, trying to go hard at the basket. Like this guy plays at a very high level when he's playing in the G and for him to step up in the minutes that he had here, I would love to see more minutes for him, especially if De'Aaron Fox isn't back. I say, even if he is back. Well, okay. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, he's not a point guard. He's kind of an off guard. I know he can bring up the ball sometimes, but I'd find a way to get him some minutes. If that's if that's what you're looking for sure. right now, yes. And it also goes to shoot. I feel like De'Aaron was really making some strides defensively, just point of attack, like getting in the guys, because it, there's been a significant drop-off the last couple of games. Yeah, it's noticeable, and um, I it's funny, because then you see so many people on Twitter, too, being like, so De'Aaron Fox is an MVP, right? The <laughs> drop-off is this and that. Um, I love it. I love that people are trying to give him the love that he deserves, and it, it's a huge miss without him. And uh, and it's very noticeable on both ends of the floor, and that's what's great that we're saying on both ends of the floor on the defensive end. The leap that he has taken on that end has just been tremendous this season, and you see what Mike Brown is saying. How that can really alter an entire game, even on the offensive end. Can we give some love to the people who are here Hell watching yes. us live? The Hell fact yes. that on a Sunday night after a 30-point loss, we got people hanging out with us. You guys are the best. A little therapy session with us. We appreciate it. You can always hit, up, uh, hit us up on Twitter Spaces, in the chat, Discord as well. Make sure if you're here to hit the thumbs up button. That should be at like 150 right now. Oh. It just helps the channel grow. If you have not subscribed to this channel, hit the subscribe button. We're less than 300 away from 10,000 subs. And shout out to a longtime Kings fan, Ranger9427, saying, hey, longtime Kings fan, all the way back with Mitch Richmond. Love you guys. And he oh. gifted 10 subs. Oh, appreciate the love, dude. Thank you. Appreciate that big time. That's... Appreciate all you guys uh, being here uh, on a night chat that, you know, they're, they're not as fun when you lose, you know, and then like this too. It's, I yeah. It. Yeah. It's another beamless night here in Sacramento and it's, it's a tough. I do want to ask you about what he had to say, Mike Brown had to say about the whole all-in thing. But we should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friend over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Sean Stanfield at Guaranteed Rate. Um, if you're looking to purchase a house right now, it could be a lot. It could be overwhelming yes. at times. Yes. Is this, is this the right time? Is it the wrong time? I don't know oh. what to do. Do I have the money to do it? Can I do it? Oh. I don't know what to do. Calm down. Calm down. I know exactly <laughs> what you need to do, Deuce. I need to hit up Sean Stanfield. There you go. A guaranteed rate. Rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You can call or text him. He's a big Kings fan, by the way. 916-276-7563. 916-276-7563. Um, they have all the tools to make your purchase experience amazing. He's not trying to like hard press you, buy a house, I'll get you in no matter what. No, he's going to tell you like, uh, you can't afford it. Or, hey, actually, this actually makes a lot of sense for yeah. you right now. They've got everything you need to make the right decision. And you know what's so great? If you're not a huge phone person too, Sean has shown us what he's done for multiple clients. And some clients have come from also this podcast. And what he'll do is make sure to get all the information he needs to help you out and put it in this video form, explaining everything to you over this beautiful video about all of your numbers, everything that you need to know. So then you're just not stuck going back and forth forever. Yeah. So go to ray.com slash Sean Stanfield. Equal housing lender, subject to credit approval, NMLS ID number 349707, company MLS ID number 2611. Let me try that again. Company NMLS ID number 2611, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends over at Guarantee. Right. Guarantee. Right. All right, next up for the Sacramento Kings, Morgan Reagan. They take on the Houston Rockets. But before we go there, oh. the whole all-in comments from Mike Brown. What do you make of that? What's that mean? Oh. He's not sure everyone's all-in. He's lighting a little fire under everyone's tush. Who's but he talking about, though? 
the team. If you were there, we'd be like, hey, Mike, you mentioned who's who do you think's not all in? If you could specifically point out yeah. the individual that's not all in, no, I think I, I don't even think it is an individual. I'm sure there's multiple players that he's feeling that way about when you have back-to-back games like this, and you're not. It's not only your perimeter defense; it goes everywhere on the floor people do not look engaged locked in we talked about kevin herter we talked about the rookie keegan murray um it goes down the list but i love that he is calling people out because he's exactly right he's like either you want it or you don't and this is not you're a good team you want it from the youtube chat toby became a member eight months as a member for toby thank you kobe. toby you. says i feel so depressed Aww. The Kings are back. No. All right, Toby, come here. Come here. Yeah. Come sit on Deuce's lap. Come, come on. Hey, right here. Right there. Oh, crazy. Come here, buddy. But... Toby. Toby. Man. 82 game season. You're going to have stinkers like this. De'Aaron Fox hasn't played in the last two games. This this was bad. Don't don't ignore it. It's one of 82. They're 29 and 23. You know what the best part is, buddy, little Toby? They got a game tomorrow against those bum-ass Houston Rockets. Oh, what if Toby's like five? Uh, well, he's going to learn what bum-ass means. <laughs> and they're going to win that game. Look, that's the best part about tomorrow. Seriously. You're that confident, too? I mean, am I confident? Gonna, no, I'm not confident. I mean, okay. Houston's a bad team. And yeah. A game with Fox or without Fox, you should win. There is some talk that Fox might play tomorrow. Wow. So, I... I don't know if that's truly going to happen. Wow. Um, the Kings wrap up the road trip with g- two games in Houston, Monday and then Wednesday, of course. Second, I have a back-to-back for them tomorrow against a Rockets team that we've seen. It's not very good, but it's also the NBA. And, yeah. you know, you just get nervous sometimes. You know, it's... Someone someone was, as we head into Houston, someone was mad on our chat earlier saying, um, why do they have to say personal reasons? Why can't they just tell us? And if you think about it, you guys... If your um, personal life and every single detail was put out there every single time, something good or bad, or maybe just something you didn't feel like sharing with everyone was put out there, that would suck. You know, he's not a Kardashian. He's an NBA player, and this well, is what happens. Yeah, I think the assumption is uh, is that his wife, Rose, yeah, they're having a baby. Well, that's the assumption, that's the assumption right. But we we also don't know. Like, so I, it's like, it's personal because you don't know. And people are like, oh, congratulations. I don't know what's happening. Well, so there's been no confirmation. She has been active on Twitter today, but I'm not going to like, hey, so she's active. So we're clear, right? <laughs> Baby's out. He's playing against Houston. It's like, you and, know, I, here's my role what? with that because people do this in sports and it's one of those oh. most toxic sports oh. radio shticks or like, sports fan thing yeah. and i think it's less prevalent in 2023 than it was in like 2003 oh yeah the thought and i saw someone on twitter say this no so. you did not i already know where you're going no you did not he didn't have the kid oh god he's quitting <laughs> he needs to play you see did, did travis kelsey miss a game it's like dude <sighs> if dear fox is like hey i'm missing the next two weeks go do be, it man be i don't with care. your new family like, it, it's do one you. Of, like i don't Hair. Yeah. He's having a child. There's things more important yes. than this child's and, game. And you know what? Here's my message. Step up, Kings. Be better. 
<laughs> win games without him. It's not like you're taking on the Celtics, the Bucks, and all these amazing teams right now. Well, it is an opportunity too to show what you yeah. got without him. To what what exactly? And also, maybe even to show some flaws of what you need to work on, whether it's individuals or maybe it's roster improvements. So. Um, yeah, hopefully that's what we get to see going forward. Uh, Ronnie in the chat donates five bucks and said, today's my birthday. What? You can't be donating uh, money to us on your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, yeah, Ronnie. Happy birthday thanks, to Ronnie. Thanks so, for the, your birthday money. So it's my birthday. And, and Wendy Matthews made me a great dinner for a King's lunch. Oh, well, I'm cool. glad you got a good birthday dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you got two games against Houston here. You won both those games. You come back off this road trip four and three when Fox missed two games. Could have been a lot worse. And then get ready because guess who the first two games back home? You have the Dallas Kyrie Irving and the Dallas Mavericks. I'll be on NBC those games. Super excited. It's going to be like those scores are going to be like 150 to 145. No. Well, well the Mavs is, aren't playing defense with that group. I'll tell you that. Is, they just trade their best defensive player today. And we don't even know if Luca will be playing in that game. It sounds like he might be trying to get okay. back for this road trip. Okay. He, he has a heel contusion. Kyrie, it sounds like, is making his debut on Wednesday. Wowzers. Crazy. I know. It's still, it's so fun. The NBA. I don't care. It's so fun. I feel bad for some uh, Mavericks fans, but UBI. Yeah. Also in the chat, DJ Fresh KG. Is that what it says? Whatever. Fresh Geek G. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, why did I try to read it? Yeah, why, I don't why? know. I don't know. Uh, need Herder and Murray to show up tomorrow. There we go. Definitely need those guys. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Try to read I, I'm name. just I'm stu- I'm in a much better mood today, but yeah. I'm, I'm stupid. Uh, All right, no, let's uh, check in on uh, Twitter Spaces. What is up? Is it Ty? Jay? Yes, that is correct. What is uh, it is Ty. Uh, what is up, Ty? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you from? I'm from Australia. That's what I thought. I saw the I saw the flag in your um, profile pic. I was where just looking. Oh, you're a Pelicans fan. What's up, Pelis fan? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. But uh, I want to speak of the Kings since you know this is a Kings chat. Yeah. Um, I I've been watching this team all year, and I've been really impressed as a Pelicans fan. Low key, at times I've been jealous with how great this offense runs. You know what I mean? Like I love De'Aaron Fox. I've I've actually got a De'Aaron Fox jersey. I went to the store, took an hour to get that goddamn jersey. Like I love (laughs) what this team has done. Okay. Um, obviously as well, I love Della Vadova. I honestly thought Della Vadova was going to cook us today. When he hit that three, I was like, <laughs> we're really going to lose to Della Vadova. This is like the best and worst thing to ever happen to me. Oh, that's funny. But, um, you know, I just wanted to come in here, show my support. Like, I think this team is a very good team. I think they'll go far in the playoffs, honestly. And, you know, uh, there are some Kings fans who are downers and stuff. Please don't be down. I said this in every space I go to. You have to look back at where you've come from, right? Uh, I'm a Pelicans fan. We haven't been that much better. Like, we, we've had to play Eric Bledsoe. We've had to have Stan Van Gundy as a head coach. You guys had Luke Walden as your head coach. Like, <laughs> just be grateful you don't have that anymore. And just enjoy the ride. Yeah. That's what I really came in here to say. Have you, have you been in the cowbell spaces talk? Or cowbell? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's, okay, I listened one time. I think I remember you in there before. Like, you're kind of a secret Kings fan in a way. Oh my god, we're not we're doing this as well here. I know I, I mean that's escape. that's what my sources are telling me. Like that's you went and bought a deer and fox jersey, so it's okay. I mean um no, I, I'm with you. It's look, I think we when we when we come on immediately after after a game, like you 
talk specifically about this game and the frustrations that lie with it, but then you have to take a step back and be like, okay, is it a huge, huge turning point in the season? Is it that bad? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, hey, go respond tomorrow night in Houston, win the last two in Houston, mm-hmm. get back on track, feel good, get home, and start taking care of business. But, you know, it, it still could be frustrating with what they saw tonight just based on, like, you know, your, your team was shorthanded tonight. And if the Kings just play a decent brand of basketball, they should have won this game. That's how it's looked at, you know? No, I can definitely agree with that notion. I agree 100%. And, I mean, people are just upset because they want to win everything, right? I call it the spoiled brat syndrome where they get used to winning, so when they lose one game, they act like a bunch of brats. It's Ooh. like, you're going to be fine. Oh. You will be fine. Dude, you should see our Discord today. Our Discord tonight was people talking about trading Keegan Murray oh. and Kevin Herter. Oh, okay. and like time to make a big swing. And I'm like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> like, let's just all we need to all take a deep breath together, okay? Like, I think maybe because the Kings fans haven't seen so many big losses yes. this year, where this one is super triggering. Hey, man. Well, thanks for ch- thanks for checking in. Appreciate you, man. All right. Um, thanks, let's go. Ty. Yeah. Let's check in with Moshi. By the way, I also love how technology allows us to just talk to anyone, anyone, from, all over the world, all over. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we got you. What's up, dude? Hey, so uh, I actually have a different perspective on this game. I actually like. I think that this game really showed the Kings' chemistry in a way, because okay, with okay. that last, with that last outing with Fox out. You know, Davion, people were expecting him to step up into, you know, a new role. And he didn't really perform the way we wanted to. So I, all over Twitter, everything, people were harping on Davion. And so I think the Kings wanted to show solidarity today with Davion and have a competition to see who could play the worst in order to take the heat away from him and make sure that he wasn't getting harped on trade talk. You, you just did a swerve on me. I was sucked in for a second. I was sucked in going, what is he talking about here? And you just swerved, uh, you son of a... Uh, yeah, it was a tough night, man. Or on the other hand, maybe they're trying to give Fox a little boost for the All-Star game that, that's, to show how valuable no, that no, he really is. That's the biggest angle. The biggest angle is like Fox misses a team. They're like, you know what? Let, Fox, take the next couple of games off. We're going to shit the bed. And Silver's going to be like, oh, my God. Like, we have to put this guy in. Kings are a mess without so. this guy. Yeah. Sabonis already got his nod. You know, they can't take it away from him. So, really just commit to Fox. Yeah. Commit to Davion. It, it all makes sense. That's that, the only reason to lose to the Pelicans by 32 points. That's Great a good point. point. Maybe that's what it was. So yeah. You're right. Totally. We, we spent this long breaking down the game. That's, Why? That's probably what it was. It probably was. Very interesting perspectives. <laughs> I am loving everything. These are the type of vibes I want tonight, too. Yeah. Just like Funky. Oh, God. Okay. So, I'm going to go. Do, just do it. I'm a little concerned right just now. Just go. Nick, are you in the bathroom? Oh, no. Okay, wait a minute. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Wait! No, no, no. Don't! Okay, don't get on, on camera. Wait! 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 wait <laughs> just in me, yeah! Yeah! Just in case. Just. Just. <laughs> Nick, you were in the wait. bathroom. Were you taking? Were you, uh, going, were you going to the bathroom when I went to you? No, that's your number one. <laughs> Dude, how you guys doing today? How you doing today? By the oh, way, Nick. I love. I love that, Nick. We are going to him on night chat. His video's on him. Oh, he must be good. I go to him, and he's in the bathroom taking a piss. 
Oh, Nick, you're funny, man. I do want to say oh, that please. I I do have that I I do have some update you really quick on Special Olympics. Um, what you got? Hello. What? Yeah. No, what? Yeah, what? What, yeah. what do you have? What's your update? What? My update is. My update is that I do want to say that I have a VIP basketball tournament, Ooh. and um, it's on when Sunday, February nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Okay. Where La Sierra Community Center, well, La Sierra and Carmichael, yeah, yeah, fifty three twenty five Angle Road, Carmichael, yeah. California nine five six zero eight. Big and small gyms, okay. team hangout and tournament headquarters are in. John Smith Hall across from the gyms. Okay, we don't need those details. We need to know what time you tip off. What time's your game, Nick, at La Sierra um, on February 19th? The team, the team checking is at nine, 8 o'clock a.m., and the time starts at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. game start. What, what time's your first game, though? Um, I'm not sure um, yet, but you guys can come at you guys can come at 9 a.m. Okay, and just stay all day. Kind of okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick, you know what's so funny? I am not in town that weekend. We're... So Morgan, you, can you come out? No, I'm not in town. I mean, that's why, if for some reason your game was like late at night, but I don't think you're gonna yeah. have a game. So late you're gonna have at to night. tell us a different time, a different game, though. Um, that's, I will, but that's we will have our. I, I will tell you guys about our. I will tell you guys about our regionals. Okay, yeah, okay. for sure, for Thanks, sure. But Nick. now all of the fans know that if they want to go see a game, February 19th, La Sierra Community Center in Carmichael, where Deuce Mason used to play uh, elementary and middle school ball. What, really? Yeah, that, that was kind of my home turf. Wait, home is that turf. where we played rec ball? On no. that rec team? Oh. No. Oh. Uh, Nick, what do you think about the game, man? Uh, we lost tonight, yeah. but we're going to have to play better. We go to Houston. We play Houston tomorrow. You're going to have to beat Houston Rockets. Why not beat Houston both games? What, what do you think about Houston? Well, they suck. The garbage. Wow. They've right. only won 13 losers. games. Yeah. Right. Losers. All right, Nick. That's what I'm wearing today. Oh, uh, why, why not? not? Okay. Yeah, keep there that camera up. Okay, Nick. S sleep beams, all right? I, I'm wearing the why not shirt. We yes. know. Why not, wear the shir why not wear the shirt? Why not wear the shirt? Why not beat the losers tomorrow? Why not? Why not be on Discord tomorrow? Yeah. All right. <laughs> sleep beams, Nick. Why not put myself in? Sleep beams, Nick. <laughs> There's no sleep beam. There's no beam tonight. Okay, okay. sleep okay. dreams, you put, Nick. We want the beams in your dream. All right, sleep beams. Right, sleep so, beams. Thank you. There's Nick checking in. Oh. Oh man, I knew it was about when I when I clicked on that and saw the the, the, the fan. Yeah, I was, I think like an he's apartment. In the bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> everyone in the chat was losing. I didn't have the chat in front of me. That was smart that we just went back just so oh God. it was Could not like on imagined? our live feed. Yeah, that would have been awful. It's a Nick and little Nick no, there. No, no. You know what no, I mean? That would have been a disaster. No, no. no we're not doing this. Could you? You only went number one. Could you imagine? It's like, no. All right. I don't know who this person is. Um, it's Thugga. Hello, Thug. Thug, are you there? You're on Twitter Spaces. Also, yeah, you're right, Luke. He did not wash his hands at all. Well. All right, Thug is not there. But you know who is here. Oh. Megaloo! What up, Megaloo? 
What is up, Mega Lou? How are you on this Sunday? Hey guys. How hey. are you? Good. Um I was I heard you guys talking a little bit about Keon Ellis and yeah. I was just have you guys watched every G I know you call the G League games, but have you watched all of them as well? Enough. Enough to yeah, get enough. Yeah. yeah, I would not say. I mean, I we, we don't watch like every road game with the schedule and stuff, but definitely enough. And then every home game we've seen him play. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I like him. Me too. I know he's like a little. I mean, I know that people were freaked out that he was smaller than I guess his college record said he was or something at the beginning of the year. But yeah, I think he would be a really interesting addition. Like. He lends that defensive presence that we don't really have that's really disruptive and he plays the passing lanes and he's really aggressive about turning guys over and I, I love it. I think it's so fun. Yeah. Um, but I know it's a delicate balance too of like, do you need offense? But his offense seems good I'm too. I'm telling so you, I, don't know. I, I think that's the thing. He can be a catch and shoot he's guy more and he can knock down the three. He's taken a leap this year really with just the way that he's been more aggressive on the offensive end and then guys can push it down the floor and find him from three-point land and depend on him to make that shot. He also had that one take. I know he missed the shot today, yeah. but he had a nice floater inside that came up short, but yeah. it was a nice, nice attack. He's got a pretty good feel for the game, Megalou, and that's, and I mean, and that's why, especially defensively, you, you see his defensive instincts and his, he plays physical in the passing lanes. It's, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I um, I'm curious, like if you guys know if they have people go down to the G League and work. Sorry, my dogs are freaking out. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, like, do they work on specific things, or do they just try and round out their game generally? Like, I feel like they've really aggressively had him work on his handle from like what he was in summer league to now. I feel like that's really progressed. Yeah, they've definitely like they've definitely had the, the ball in his hands more. I wouldn't say he's running point guard in Stockton, but he definitely brings the ball up sometimes. And that you know, they run the same stuff. And you know, it's you know, they, they have Bobby Jackson there and his coaching staff, but they're pretty active. I mean, it seems like every game, you know, you've got some member of the Kings down there, whether it's uh Wes Wilcox, assistant GM, Jay Triano, Alvin Gentry is always there. There's always some king. If they're in town too, it's like Mike Brown's at a game. Yeah. Like they're, they're out there. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Anyways, I thought he was the highlight of the night. Um, and you know, like that Ty had said in our space earlier, which I really agree with is just having Fox's gravity gone out of the game. Dude. Just I think makes it so much harder for everybody else. Like, I I mean I know people are still jumping on Davion, but like that's not his fault. He was good tonight. I thought people I don't people want him to be something that he's not. I think like, but um, yeah. I mean, I if nobody can make three point shots, that's not his fault. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I thought Davion, I just, his approach tonight was much better. I felt like he was aggressive from the start. It's like, yeah, have some nice takes to the basket. Yep. I think one of his first takes was a strong one to the basket and He was one. looking to score, yes, right? Like, he yes. wasn't just yeah. looking more to assertive. drive and dish. Yeah, more assertive going to the basket. And you're right, Megaloo. Like, so many people, <laughs> I mean, that, that's throughout the years, though. People want these players to be 
what they're not or what they hopefully can develop into. You know, he's in his second year and he's only seen how much time on the floor NBA minutes, important NBA minutes. Um, I understand he has to be efficient with them if that's going to be his role in the NBA. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's pretty it's interesting seeing how uh, aggressive people are with their opinions on those type of things. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm wondering what you guys think about the three point shooting, whether you think it'll sort of like return to being as good as it was early in the year, or if you think that was just sort of an aberration and we're going to, I think, I, I guess I think that we've learned with Darren in the game, how to win um, in a more ugly way than just shooting the lights out, you know, but without him, it's so much harder to do that. So I'm just curious what you got, like our road three point shots, our road three point role player guys just aren't that great, which is why they're role players. That's why they're not stars. Right. I mean, it yeah. is what it is, but I, I'm, I'm concerned about it a little bit. Okay, I appreciate you checking Thanks, in, Megaloo. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about the three-point shooting with Sacramento. Um, you know, I, I, they're not going to... Keegan's not going to be shooting 50% from three all the time, and he's probably not going to do what he's doing right now, like during this stretch of the last three games where he's one of 14. Um, you'd like to think that Herter and Keegan could be close to 40%. Monk can be better. Teams sometimes too, though, like to Megaloo's point about like, oh, is this what they seem like they're going to do later on the season? Teams make their adjustments and they have more film and have practiced together more and know what they need to do against a better shooting team like the Kings. So they know even if they're down in their shooting right now, they know what they need to do defensively. They know what they shot in the beginning of the year and they go, okay, this is how we're going to defend him. Whether it's coming over a screen or just they're, they're being told like, do not allow them to get a good look, like make him drive, make him drive. As to make loose point, talking about Herder, his home road splits are kind of weird at home. He's averaging 17 a game, just under 17 a game and shooting 44% from three. On the road, 13 points a game, 35% from three. Mm. His field goal percentage at home is just under 52%. It's 43% on the road, mm. which is kind of weird. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you explain it. I don't. I, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, I don't think there's really anything to explain. I think um, as a shooter, this shit happens. And, it, and I think sometimes people look around the league and, and you see some of the big shooters in the league, like you're talking about their big games. You're talking about their highlights. Oh, so-and-so had a 40-point game. They shot lights out again from beyond the arc. But you're not talking about their five games mixed in the 10-game streak of them not having a good shooting game, right? You're just not doing that around the league unless you're watching every single game on League Pass every single night. All right, next up, the Houston Rockets, Morgan. Yeah. You concerned? I'm not I'm not concerned, but I'm also not going in this game like so many others, failing, oh, come home with a wind, you're with a win, you're good. It's just it's not going to be that. Wow. So, so Houston <laughs> Houston's thirteen and forty. Oh they God. scored hundred and twenty one points. Yeah. In their last game last night. hundred and twenty one points. But they lost by thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oklahoma City scored 153 points in regulation <laughs> and beat the Rockets 153 to 121. It's a team that gives up a lot of points. It's not a good team, but they're a team who can, you know, it's NBA, scares you. You just don't know. You just don't know. And if the Kings play defense like they did tonight, yeah, then it's going to probably be more of a game than you would probably like. They've got uh, some guys on their squad. They've got some young guys. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Shangun can not only crash Shangun's the board. has some big numbers up lately, d- man. Dude, he can find the open man. Like, he he's a good player, and he's just still finding ways to get his. And if you're the Kings, yeah, you should definitely be have a different mindset going into this game. Yeah, just go win the next two. Just win the next two. And then you've got the trade deadline coming up on Thursday. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to talk more trade deadline stuff throughout the week, not only on Night Chats, but on our daily show on Sacktown Sports that airs 11 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. But, like, today we Mark Stein put out, like, the Kings are interested in Plumley. Yep. We've heard Thibault. Also, the Athletic reported today the Kings are interested in Nerlens Noel along with like one. the Sixers, the Celtics, and a few other teams. So yeah. I don't know what to expect from the deadline. I mean, we just saw Kyrie Irving get, getting traded to Dallas today, which is pretty insane. A lot of people think the Raptors are going to make some sort of big move. Are the Kings going to be in on anything significant? I don't think so, but I do think they're going to be trying to make some sort of move. I think the biggest thing is you've seen this team long enough to know they have issues with dribble penetration, getting in the paint, points in the paint, they're getting crushed. And what Mike Brown said in the press conference is true. You know, you see points in the paint high, and you're like, oh, that must be because the big's getting dominated. It's like, no, uh, sometimes, and a lot of times, especially with this team, it's the perimeter defense, giving yep. up straight line drives and not being able to defend your man. And that's why when you hear Matisse Thibel, you go, oh, ah. I see why they would maybe be interested in someone like that. Maybe someone like um, Josh Richardson from San Antonio. Sometimes it's a blessing in disguise when – you are having these type of games and or losses around near the trade deadline because it does allow you to not not feel as timid to break up something great and you you get to take a step back and go oh it's not great it's it's just better like a lot of things are better but this isn't the finished product ultimately well, we'll be back live again Monday morning on Sacktown Sports from 11 to 2 p.m. if you want to check out that. But also, we're going to be live Monday night right here. Do some Mo YouTube channel on Twitch as well. Following Kings and Rockets. If the beam is not lit tomorrow What are you going to do? Honestly, I'm going to be in a dark spot tomorrow. Really? You lose to Houston. Which I just laughed at them. They, they, they put up 121 points, Morgan, and they lost by 32. Nick was laughing at them, too. You're Please. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's bounce back. Get we this need thing a beam. Going. We love you guys so, so, so much. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. We love you, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your Sunday night. See ya! Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 